0: turn with me to uh second chronicles for a minute and we're going to talk about something that i hope is going to bless you inspire you okay god is calling us to a closer walk Amen. i uh and i'm talking about me okay you got it all together and you your spirit and you're all right with God and you walk walking the whole no that's great <laughs> good for you but I'm talking about oh, getting close to the Lord amen i just entitled to listen message, little Lord, God hears. what does that mean? Because in the presence of Lord the Lord there's freedom to know that God is hearing your prayers and he's seeing your request. I, I got a hold of this verse and I want you to turn I want, you don't have to turn I'm going to read it for you okay? Just stay in Second Chronicles. We were over here praying the other day and this verse came up. Now I want you to picture yourself my Lord I feel the presence of God praying. I want you to picture yourself seeking God this morning. And you're looking at God and, you, and you're wondering when? When? Come on, you ever got that how? And, you, and through your prayers, you're questioning him. You get what I'm saying? And you're looking at the situation and you're saying, this will never happen. I want to share something with you. The man that built the Titanic, he saw his finished work. And he, and he got up and he was so boastful in what he'd done. He said, not even God could sink this ship. I'm on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Listen, you don't tell God what he can and cannot do. The very first voyage, he didn't even make it. Sunk. And it's on record. This man said, not even God can sink this ship. God said, I'm going to show you if I can not sink it. The very first trip, God sunk it. Hit an iceberg. Don't tell me God don't hear. (laughs) Somebody says, well, God, he don't hear me when I pray. I'll say, okay, why don't you curse him? (laughs) Oh, no, I can do that. (laughs) Yes, he hears. Amen? When does he hear you? I found this verse, and it's so true. Let me read it to you. I have it written now. But it's in Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. My Lord. (laughs) Somebody say, amen, Lord. (laughs) Before they call, I will answer. And it goes on, it says this. And while they are still speaking or praying, I will hear. (laughs) Well, that's fast, okay? Huh? Before they call, I'm going to answer. And while they're even yet speaking, I will hear. The Lord showed me the other day, and I'm going to share that with you. That's what's kind of generating this thing about God hearing in in my spirit. In the character of God and who God is, your prayers are part of his character. In other words, he he wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. He wants to do these things. He's waiting. <laughs> he's waiting. He's, he, before you even ask, he, he's got the answer ready. And I started thinking, I said, man, what's wrong with us? If that's what the Bible says, why are we struggling? If God says it's going to happen, I'm not God, okay? I, I don't have the time when he's going to do things and how he's going to do it, okay? He only knows in his ultimate wisdom what he's going to do, right? But he said, even before you even ask, why are you even yet speaking? I will answer. I thought about it I said, my children, they come to my door a lot. <laughs> and if I got it, praise the Lord, I'm going to do it. But that's part of who I am, Right? Because they're my children. That's part of me and my wife's character. It hurts me when I can't do it. I'll be honest with you. It hurts me when I can't give them what they need. Because I want them to be at peace. Come on, somebody. I want them not to struggle. But if God sees me that way, or you that way, He sees you in his character. He sees you. And he says, I don't want him to struggle. I have the answer. If they'd only believe. See, God don't operate outside of faith. Come on, somebody. Listen, wishing for God to do something won't get it done. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Hoping he does it won't get it done. Knowing he does it and believing his word is settled... It'll move God, the heart of God, every time. I know. I've been in that boat. I've been in a boat where I've seen God do some miraculous things when I've decided to get desperate enough to believe him, right? Because sometimes we, we, we pray, oh, Lord, I hope. Lord, if you can. Oh, Lord, if it's your will. I had a, a preacher. <laughs> he was a cousin of mine. We're talking. He, he's a Baptist. And I'm not knocking Baptist. I love him. But he don't believe in the healing power of Jesus. And he said, Lenny. God makes doctors to heal. I know I told him. I said, if I wouldn't have read the Bible first, I might have believed you. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he got quiet. Because <laughs> the Bible says it is the will of God to heal. Come on. It is the will of God to touch our bodies. Don't tell me what God's will is. I already read the book. I'm not against doctors. Thank God for doctors. There's wonderful people out They do good work. But don't tell me God don't heal (laughs) because his word says so. I have been experienced. I experienced a a few healings in my life. And I'll tell you, I was was bad. My wife, mostly she was with me. She knows. When I couldn't have no hope, (laughs) Jesus gave me the hope. I got testimony. How long ago when I was working at at, that other place? Oh. about 12 years ago, 13 years ago. About 13 years ago, man, I started developing a bad back pain. It was bad. It was not normal. It was like a regular little backache, but it was, it, was, it was, I couldn't do nothing. And let me tell you what, it was hard. And we were, I couldn't sleep even. I had to lay my head on the side of our, our bedpost to kind of get some rest. But I, it wouldn't stop. Three days this is the cat. Three days, y'all, you know, it, was, it was agony. She had to take me a bath. That's how bad it was. And I'm going to tell you the honest truth. God is not, you know, when you testify, it better be God's, God's word and God's glory. And I got. I said, well, I missed work. I got up I said, Jen, I'm going to work. I got in my truck. I got in that office I was working at, and I'm not lying to you. When you get desperate enough, you're going to pray, right? It wasn't hope, God, you heal me. I needed. I was desperate. I wept, cried. My Lord, come on, Holy Ghost. Amen. I needed Jesus, quick. I put my fat foot on the step at work, and I'm a wind like a wind would have passed. The pain left. Everything left. It was gone. And I felt like I was born again, born again. <laughs> I don't know if you, I felt like a brand new life, man. It's just, all, all that pain was so, so agonizing me so much. When the pain left, man, I felt, I felt like I could jump, a, jump the moon, man. <laughs> Something. It was just so feeling, and it, it was God's blessing on me. See, God could have done it at the beginning when I was hurting, you remember? Could have stopped it at, but he had to let me agonize a little bit to teach me that, listen, sometimes patience is greater than anything else. And he had to teach me how to seek him, right? What if God would give you everything you ask every time you pray? You'd be a spoiled baby. Every time none would go your way, you'd cry like a baby. I'm in trouble. Oh, God, help me this time. Oh, God, do this. I told somebody, I said, listen, I, I, my wife sometimes say I got like a baby, but I've grown up. I got out of the bottle, right? Can you see me take a big old bottle up here with milk and sucking? I look like they look stupid. I'm a grown-up. I don't suck a bottle. <laughs> but that's what we got to do sometimes. We got to go through the, through the agony sometimes to learn the valuable lessons, okay? He could, like I said, he could have stopped that pain the first day I asked. And he heard me the first day. And he heard me. He's, I hear you, Lynn. And he healed me, right? And he could do it for you, praise God. Whatever you're facing, whatever agony you're facing, humble yourself before the Lord. And know, before you even call him, he'll answer. Amen? And while you're even still praying, He'll deliver you. My Lord, I don't know if that's getting to you, praise God. Think about how powerful that is. While you're praying, He's answering. While you even still speaking, He hears you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let me read you a verse before I go to uh, read uh, it. Uh, I didn't even get to a second. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done for you. That sounds kind of precise. It kind of sounds to the point. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will. Come on. Does God's word abide in you? Listen, when you pray, do you pray according to God's word? I said years ago, you want to know what the will of God is? His word is his will. What's written in that book is his will. What he says in that book can happen and you have to hold to it, right? His word is his will. If you abide in him, if I ask you, are you abiding in the Lord? Are you you saved? Have you been reading the word, putting it in your spirit? Come on. You have, listen, there has to be something. See, God's waiting to answer. You know, like like we had a we have four children. And we've we got two in heaven right now. And you know what? I never saw one of them coming out and asking for the car keys when they were born. They never said, Daddy, I'm going to get a job. They were babies, right? They needed their mama to change them. They needed... She changed. I'm not, I'm not a baby of change. I can't change. I don't need me. Diapers ain't me, praise God. Anyway, I need to repent, and I'm telling the truth. But <laughs> she changed, and you know, I, we got out to feed them and watch them grow. Things I like to do right now I have a video, a DVD, where all my kids, as they grow. And Hannah did that. Me and Jan got married, and all of a sudden, our we kids were born on their first birthday, and it goes on. You can see them as grown today. I love watching that. Because it reminds me where we started. You know? It reminds me how important family was. All right? But none of them were born ready to take the world on. They had to have their diapers changed. They had to be fed. They had to be checked on. They had to to be nourished. They had to be brought up. That's what born again, that's what a new Christian is like. like. He's like a new baby that is taking on a new life. Now he's growing. He's learning. You know, he he gets in his Bible. He he comes to church, or she, and they learn about the ways of the Lord. When I first walked in here, I mean, in this very church, I knew that something was different. I gave my life to Jesus. You know what? Never looked back. I'm not saying I didn't doubt God at times. I'm not saying I fell at times. I'd be lying to you. But I got back up. <laughs> Righteous man fallen seven times, but he rises back up. I don't ever plan to quit. But if I would have never had somebody to nurse me, you get what I'm saying? I would never had somebody to, to raise me in the Lord. People of God praying for me, you know, I, where would I be? You know? When I first came here, I didn't come here eating tea, bone steaks. I had to drink milk for a while. Right? I had to learn. I had to grow. And God is like that with us. I had to get the Word of God, (laughs) come on somebody, abiding in me before I can act upon what that Word said. My faith had to grow in His Word. My faith had to grow in the things of the Spirit. My faith had to grow in all the things we learn about the Lord. Now, I have no problem calling sin, sin. Because I had to learn that. I had no problem with calling. Saint Jesus is coming back. And we'll go as we learn as, the things we learn as Christians, you know what I'm saying? But I had to read it, I had to hear it, I had to learn it, I had to receive it. I want you to turn with me. I said second chronicles? Yeah. Let me get my, let me get to my spot real quick. Chapter seven. These are one of the, this is one of the passages I, I learned as a, as a young Christian, really. And I, I'm glad I did. Uh, as a young Christian, as a uh, pastor, I've learned some dangerous things about people. I wish I didn't have to say. Sometimes people like go to church are very arrogant, very prideful, very stubborn. And like I told you a while back, the Lord had showed me that about two months back. And he he said, it was something I bragged about myself on. And he smote my heart. I could have felt him just pulling my chest out, out of my chest. Because I didn't bring him glory. I was bringing Lenny glory. And man, I'll tell you what, it went on, man. I i, 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 have a shower, I went in my shower. Believe my, I couldn't stand it's a horrible feeling. And the Lord showed in that scripture out of chapter 7 of Romans says, Oh, wretched man that I am. That's what I felt like. I felt lost. Of course I wasn't. God was allowing me to do that, go through that. I felt like I couldn't hear from God. And you know what? I started started praying. I said, God, please forgive me. One of the worst sins in the Bible, as bad as homosexuality is, as bad as uh, adultery is, as bad as idolatry is, is the sin of pride. When I think about many people that have lived this life of pride, some of them are in their graves today because of it. Some of them are not serving God because of it. But the Bible warns us right here in verse 14. Where it says, if my people. You know who the people of God are today? You. You. Christians. Those that are born again. When, when, when uh, This was written in Second Chronicles. He was talking about Israel. But today... He's talking about the church. He said, if, the, if, if my people that are called by what? By my name. Whose name? If you're claiming to be a Christian, you're called by his name. Listen, ain't nobody in here is part of the first church of Lanny. Thank God. Or somebody else. This is not an ego thing. This is not a pride thing. You're here because of Jesus. This is Jesus' house. This is His church. You're His children. You're not mine. I was praying this morning. I said, Lord, I feel sometimes wretched. Why would He even bother with me? But he does. He loves me. I'm his child. Right? He says this. My people I call by my name shall humble themselves. What does that mean? That means not to be prideful. That's the opposite of pride is humility. Right? To humble themselves. Confess their sins. Admit you've fallen. you failed. Turn from his wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and and forgive their sins. I like that verse, okay? The only way you're going to get your sins forgiven is if you humble yourself. The only way you're going to get your, your, your life together and know the presence of God is if you humble yourself. Nobody in this building was born saved. Talk about physical birth. Nobody came out of you a mama, a mother, having halos on your head. You came into this world lost. A preacher can't save you. Your mama can't save you. A pastor can't save you. My Lord, I feel it. Praise God. It is only Jesus that can redeem your soul from hell. And when you make that commitment to him, you humble yourself. Listen, I have a lot of brothers and sisters I saw in the Lord. Man, I, I respected them loved them. I saw some, but I saw some of them, man, they were just so arrogant, so boastful of who they were. And a lot of them not serving God today. <laughs> Listen, seriously. Them, some wannabes, you ever had them kind of people? There's some wannabes, you know, and I wonder where they'd be now. Seriously. I'm talking about just self-centered. Arrogant. But we need to humble ourselves in the presence of the Lord. If we want God to hear, come on somebody. He said, if my people would turn. For humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven. And do what? And heal their land. Forgive their sins. The only way God's going to hear you this morning is if you humble yourself. The only way God's going to hear you this morning, if you take yourself out of the way. Put yourself out of the way. I told that the other day of I said, you know what? The only way God's going to move in your life is if you get yourself out of the way. See, the biggest enemy we have right now, it's not the devil, but he's part of it. it, is self. It's me. I want my way. Give me what I, 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 I'm better than that one. I'm better than this one. If we're going to get a voice from God, if we're going to hear from God, we've got to humble ourselves. All right. Amen, out to something. Somebody say something. Amen, hallelujah. But then you're preaching good. Praise God. <laughs> Psalms 102, I'm going to read it for you. Psalms 102, verse 14. He will regard the prayers of the destitute. And what that means is that those that are broken hearted, those that are in trouble, those that are having problems, he will regard the voice of the destitute. Listen, at this time in my life, I feel destitute. I feel, I feel hopeless. I feel like, what am I going to do next, Lord? How, how am I going to take, let me tell you something. Cry out to God. <laughs> if you're his child, cry out to him. You see, in the character of God, he's gonna, he wants to hear you. He's already ready to answer. All you have to do is call on him. Call on him when he calls. Get on your knees before the Lord. You know what's the most valuable thing you can do? As wonderful as coming to church, that's not it. Even reading the word, that's not it. It's prayer, seeking the heart of God. I realize that when I seek God's heart, I can hear His word. You get what I'm saying? Listen, I was listening to uh, what's that song, Waymaker, M- Miracle Worker. I was looking at a video, and they had it was the one in Jerusalem, and look, just right in the back of them was the Dome of the Rock. And it's like they were singing "Way Maker," "Good Work," or "Promise Keeper," and they were singing it right over. It's like God was saying, "God was saying, I am greater than this. He has placed Himself above false religion, right over Jerusalem, full of Judaism that don't take Christ as their Savior, Islam that doesn't know Jesus, and what." They were singing it in three different languages. Man, I said, listen to this. They were singing in Arabic. They were singing in English. And they were singing in Hebrew. I said, man. And you know what? I was listening. I could hear everyone in English. You know, it's like you knew. No matter what what language they were singing it in, I was hearing it in English. I said, man, I said what? That's powerful. When they were singing in Arabic or you know, I was singing in English. <laughs> when they were singing in Hebrew, I was singing in English. And I was worshiping. And I just took that and I said, look where he's are standing. Right over the false religions of the world, the main false religion of the world. Here he is testifying, waymaker. Miracle work I can promise keeper. Oh, I said, man, I was so blessed. I was weeping, man. I said, oh, look at this. The devil don't have a show over Jesus. Come on, somebody. False religion doesn't have a show over Jesus. Humble yourself and see who has the victory. And here you'll hear the voice of God. I don't know if this is doing something. Praise God. But listen, if you want to hear the voice of God, Humble yourself. Recognize you're nothing without Him. Well, I had one, year when I was, I used to, when a pastor in Hanson, one lady came to me, said, I said, You're nothing, and, you're nothing. Without Jesus, you're nothing. She got mad at me. She said, I'm a child of God. I'm going to God's king. She, I said, You're nothing. I said, Without Jesus, you're nothing. Without Christ, you're going to die and go to hell. She wasn't too happy when I said that, but it's the truth. Arrogant. Who do you think you are? You ought to be rejoicing that God has counted you worthy yeah. to come into his kingdom. Yes. Bragging about how good you are and how you, you're God's, you know, God's <laughs> king, is, uh, God's your father and stuff. That's, that's true to a, 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 a Lent, but don't listen, you're nothing without Jesus. Without Jesus, you don't have a faith. You don't have a hope. Without Jesus, you have nothing. I know that it might be a little hard to hear, but it's true. Christ is your answer. If you're going to hear God, humble yourself, right? Humble yourself. Let me finish reading. I didn't finish reading a verse. It says in Psalms 102, verse 17, He regard the prayer of the destitute and not... And not despise your prayers. He's not going to reject you or despise your. Your faith is based on the word of God. And when you pray, you pray according to that word. If God said you can be healed, you can be healed. Hallelujah. If God said you can be delivered, you can be delivered. If God says he's going to bless in your body and do mighty things for you, he'll do it. Never pray outside of that. Come on. Never pray and ask for something God don't want you to have. I, I tell Janice, well, why we ain't no mean? You know what, if I, why I'm not a millionaire? Because I'd probably fall away from the Lord because of it. I'd probably, probably get it. Listen, if if, if that's what's going to, if this word, keep it. I don't want it. Listen, everybody wants to be blessed. Everyone wants to have money and stuff. But if that money will draw me from the Lord, keep it. If anything will draw me from the Lord, keep it. He says, he will not despise your prayers. Of course, you can hear a cricket in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Psalms 54 verse 2 says, Hear my prayer, O God, give an ear to the words of my mouth. Now listen, I, I go to the Lord a lot, you know, and I say, Lord, I need you. There's things I need personally for, from the Lord. I make my requests known unto him, right? Nobody can do it but Jesus. And give me what I need. I need help in my business. I need help as a pastor. I need help as a husband. I need help as a father. And I have to learn that, right? Right, Mom. Right, you she, well, she, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to hide. <laughs> Sometimes I flop. <laughs> right? Look, sometimes I think I got it all. You ever get like, man, I'm spiritual giant, man. I got it all. Day. Man, I got it under control. And all of a sudden, you smash your toe or hit a, kick your foot against a, uh, oh, you dirty love. Me. You ever done that? <laughs> oh, boy, I got some holy people in here today, Tricky. They ain't amen at all. <laughs> But <laughs> well, wait, I still realize I'm, I got some problems. I'm going to heaven. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus, but I still got a lot of flesh I got to get rid of. Praise God, right? One day I started learning, when my wife says, "Lenny, it ain't right. You're right, it ain't right. <laughs> Why sit there and argue about it? Huh? If something ain't right, it ain't right. If something in your flesh ain't right, it ain't right, right? come on Holy Ghost don't get mad at your husband don't get mad at your wife probably yourself right Right. Right. you know as a young Christian I was a little zealous still am but I try to use scriptures you know when when Janice would get out of line I'm the head of this house (laughs) come on the Bible says man is the head of the woman it's Christ is the head of the church. Uh-huh. I fixed her. <laughs> and you know what? God fixed, God fixed me. <laughs> huh? Boy, sounds good, huh? When you, when you got that verse, man, to stick out of, huh? Hallelujah, praise. i straightened her out. Mm-hmm. Full of arrogance and pride. That's all I was, a devil. Needed to needed get right. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Get, the, Jesus said, "Get thee behind me, Satan." <laughs> hey, we learn. Huh? Hey, <laughs> wait. You learn. Your mouth is not what's going to heal anything, right? We used to get in arguments coming to church, man. Remember that we had. Let's. You ever get to the place you argue with your husband or wife? I'm gonna I'm get the last word on this argument, right? <laughs> pride. I'm gonna tell her what I think. and I want to make her feel bad about it too. Pride. She's gonna walk a chalk line, man, or he's gonna walk a chalk That's pride. <laughs> I tell husband and wives, I said, you know, the Bible says husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And I said, see that the wife reverence her husband. You know what would happen if all of us would do that? You know, if, if America, there would be no divorces in America, right? There would be none of that. There would be no separations. Of course, we iron sharpened his eyes and we rub each other's nerves sometimes. <laughs> but I said that, I mean, what if, what if everybody would do that? You, you know, divorce in the church is neck and neck with the world right now. What a crying shame. People are supposed to believe marriage is forever. Come on. You know, I, I, I take my time when I perform a wedding now. I want to make sure they're they settled and born again and saved and going on with the Lord. And that's, that's the only thing I want. Because if you do that, your marriage is going to make it. Right? But if I would be a, <laughs> a pastor and say, let me tell you something to the man, you the boss. That's the way it is, and that's the way it's always gonna be. How long would that marriage last? (laughs) That wife wife would probably say, I'm gonna find me another church. That man lost. (laughs) But no, it's pride. It's pride. You know, Jesus compared marriage to a marriage with him. That's what he said. I asked myself this. And listen, you have to you learn a lot. About yourself when you start asking questions to the Lord. I said, The Lord said, I said, The Lord said, Do you love her, Lenny? And you know, I was talking about the famous verse I was quoting a minute ago. You know, Christ, husband, love your wife, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I said, Well, yes, I love the Lord. Would you die for her? Oh, in a heartbeat. Then you love her. <laughs> Simple as that, right? If you could die for your wife, You love her. The greatest sacrifice there is, right? If anybody has to be sick, let it be me, Lord. If anybody has to be destitute, let it be me. And that's just just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it, but if it be me against me or her, let it be me. See, we swallow our pride sometimes. See, we're never going to hear from God until we learn how to get self out. Be honest with yourself, right? You know what's in your heart. You know what you feel. You know how, how, what kind of heart you have. I, I don't. Right. Because I'm my God. You tell me you're born again. You love the Lord. I'm going to just take it. You know. The fruit's got to be there first of all. You can't come over here and sing. What y'all sang this morning. And, and, and go next week. and sing the devil got the blue dress on. You know. Or something like that. You got to be singing God's song. Right. Come on, somebody. You got to be singing God's music. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your faith. You can't tell somebody, I'm saved. I'm living a godly life. And and they go see you doing things you're not supposed to do. (laughs) Listen, don't get mad. I had to do the same thing. (laughs) We used to come to church and we argued, man. And we come back and we put a little smile on. Hello, brother, sister. We hug everybody like we was all holy and righteous. Oh, a bunch of hypocrites, man. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Come on. It's what <laughs> the flesh likes to do. See, <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to leave the church before I finish. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Outside, we, we sing we sing some other song. And in this church, we sing in. Amazing grace. And listen, come on, be for real. I want to know what's in me, all right? And I want to know what's in my heart. I'm almost finished. Thank God. (laughs) Pride going before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. We're not going to hear from God till we take ourselves out of the way. See, we want to hear God. I want to hear Him. Sometimes I'm praying and I'm struggling. I'm trying to pray. And God just lets me do, and I use all the same words. Sometimes you know, the Lord bless my family, bless us food, no more, blah 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 blah. You know what I'm talking about? And God's silent, and the Lord says, "Laney, why don't you shut up a little while? I want to talk, unless you get quiet, man. (laughs) Look, you get quiet, and all of a sudden the room starts to Mm -hmm. vibrate. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, there's a presence in that room. And all of a sudden, something is happening. And it ain't ain't goosebumps either, brother. It's the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. And there you are crying like a baby on the floor. Oh, Lord, please forgive me. Oh, God, help me. Please change me, Lord. Right? That's where you separate humility from pride. (laughs) See, you want to go to God and say, look, look, Lord, I go to church all the time. I pray. I give tithes. I I do all those wonderful things. God, you sure should notice me. Right. (laughs) Pride. Nothing wrong. Believe me, all those things are good things. But if that's what your faith is based on, how righteous you are, how holy you might think you are, you better make your faith on Jesus better base your faith on the cross of christ because we're going to talk about the antichrist next week if the lord permits and you know what he he's out to get you because you listen you're either going to worship him or you're going to die because his system's there The man of the man of sin the man of perdition the bible calls him he's there and he don't want you touching Jesus. He don't want you worshiping Jesus. Of course, he wants you devoted. Worship him, a man. All through history, men have got up in their pride and said, "I'm God." The Romans got up; they were running this world for a long time. They, they were the the Caesars turned around and said, "I'm God. Worship me." All through history. Now they even got preachers behind pulpits saying they're God. You see a preacher like that, turn him off. Don't send him one, one penny. He's a liar. Come on, somebody. I said he's a liar. Don't, that's, that's pride. Arrogance. One of them standing up and calling himself, he said, what Jesus said, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He said, I'm just like Jesus. So I'm equal with God. I said, don't send that cat a penny. Don't, don't even turn them, turn them and pray for their eternal soul because they're lost. They're nothing but filthy liars and they're going to rob anybody. Listen, they got they, People that go to church, yes, they go to church. Yes, they go to church. What scares me, thousands of, them, thousands of people every week listen to these people. You open that book and make sure you know what it says. Right, And don't, don't be selling to some prideful, arrogant preacher or priest or rabbi or anybody for that matter that's going to stand up and proclaim himself as a God. He's not. He was born in sin just like you. He needs a Savior just like you. But let me finish up, okay? When I talk about that, it angers me because I know there's nobody... But Jesus, he's the only one that's considered equal with the Father. How many are ready to serve the Lord with your life? Amen, seriously, honestly. It's going to cost you some things. I'm not talking about money either. I'm talking about yourself, your pride. It says in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 28, it says, Yet... Have thou respect unto the prayers of thy servant and to his supplication. O Lord my God, to, to you I'll hearken unto my cry. harken hearken unto the cry that we make. I want God to hear my prayers, right? You want God to hear your prayers? Humble yourself. Psalms 86 verse 6 says, Give an ear, unto, uh, give an ear O Lord, unto my prayers. And attend to the voice of my supplication. Hear me when I pray. Help me God. Psalm 15.8 says this. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. So what the wicked doing out there. You see it all the time. You put a TV on. uh, Rock stars raising money for the poor little Africans. It's wicked. The Bible says anything the wicked going to do is an abomination to the Lord. Listen it sounds good. But you see, that makes them feel like they're righteous and makes you think they're righteous because they're giving money and raising millions for poorly starving children. The Bible says here, anything the wicked is going to do is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. His delight is here in your prayers. You know, your worship. You're seeking him. God takes more delight. In an obedient, righteous heart than he does, and all that the wicked could dish out. Because all the wicked is doing is lifting up himself, it's to glory self in sin. It says here in Psalms 141, 41, verse 2, Let my prayer be set forth before you as incest. That means, you ever put a little incest? things in your house, and you smell that beautiful aroma? But that's what it's like with God. I mean, when you put, that, when you put it in, in, in a beautiful, sometimes I, I, like, I like apple cinnamon. And I have a little thing in my house, just put it on it. Everybody smells like, the whole house smells like apple cinnamon. And, you know, it actually, it actually relaxes you, seriously. And it, you, you bring it up, and, and, and when God, you give God prayers before him, you set your, your request before it's like you smell an incest. Smelling a sweet aroma. My Lord, you ever thought about prayer that way? Your prayers is a sweet aroma before the Lord. It goes up into God's nostrils. And He breathes it. He he smells it. Right? Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to read you one more verse. It says in James chapter 5, verse 15. And the prayer of the faithful shall... The prayer of of faith, I'm sorry. The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. The prayer of what? The prayer of the wishful or the hopeful. Don't say that. The prayer of, maybe he'll do it. Don't say that. The prayer of faith, knowing that God said it, knowing it's established, and knowing that it's written, and you believe it. I asked you a lot of you, know you believe in God Yeah, I said, do you believe Him? It's a whole different question. Because the devil believes, the Bible says, and he trembles, right? It's if you're going to believe what he says. That is faith, right? Those that believe in God must believe that He is. And if you know the Bible, He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. See, God can give you everything you want automatically if He wants. But that's not how you, He doesn't raise... Spall children. He raises obedient children, right? Yeah. Listen, anytime my kids were small, anytime they would cry, Janice would stick a bottle in their mouth. It dried. <laughs> Unless they had some kind of colic It would stop the cry. You ever cried before? God, 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 give me. Oh, God, oh, Lord, everything going wrong, God. Oh, help me, God. Oh! <laughs> Now, he might do that for a while, because I'm going to fix it for you. But after a while, it seems like it. next time you ask, as you grow, it gets, wait a while. Wait a while. Listen, my boy Isaac, when he was young, listen, he's always trying things. I never let him mess with a hammer before, but he, we was building a chicken coop or something. And all I heard, was he, he, he had to have that hammer, man. All of a sudden, pack on a finger. Ah! (laughs) Maybe you learn how to use a hammer, you won't get your finger smashed, (laughs) huh? (laughs) Listen. Maybe if we learn how to pray, we won't get our fingers smashed. (laughs) All right. But I ask God. Oh, action is not all it takes, right? You gotta believe. Faith is knowing. Faith is not wishing, right? I like hope. Faith is the things hope for and the evidence thing like. hope is wonderful. But hope waits for what's coming. Knowing it's coming, right? By faith, you're gonna get it. Oh dear. Everybody stand up. Praise God. I'm going to ask you a question. It's a real simple question. It's not, it's not to rebuke you or nothing like that. I don't, that's not what I'm, when's the last time you heard God's voice? I mean, seriously. What, what, what is God's voice? Listen. When you're doing something, you know it's sin, right? And you go to do it and you hear, uh uh-uh, boy. This is a start down the wrong road. This is a sin. <laughs> That's God. <laughs> well, who do you think it is? Right? He's correcting you. Right? Says you don't listen, you're going somewhere you're not supposed to go. You better turn that car around. You better not go there. Who do you think was telling you that? See, the devil will never tell you not to go in an evil place. He'll always tell you to go to the places or do the things that are sin, right? See, when, when God says something, He loves you. And He wants to correct you and show you the right way. You just start in this new, this new life of the Lord. Remember, it's gonna start by hearing. It's gonna start by hearing the voice of the Lord. Listen. Do I I always listen? No, sometimes I fail Him. God help me and I'm ashamed of myself. But you know what? I'm learning that I'm obeying Him more now than I've ever did. Because first of all, He's real. And He sits in heaven and He's judging all things. I said He's judging all things. He's judging your life and He's judging my life, Right? No, I can't get to heaven and say, well, you know what, Lord, Chucky did that. So it's all right for me. Or <laughs> well, Lenny did that, it's all right for me. No. If you know something is sin, and, and you do it, it's sin. Right? And the, Listen, I, I, don't, I told my wife the other day, I said, you know what, I am not the measuring stick that God judges people by. You know, somebody says, listen, this board is 10 inches. Well, I think it's nine and a half. Well, let's get the measuring stick out. The measuring stick don't lie, right? You can say what you want. If if, if that that tape measure says nine and a half is nine and a half. Well, I believe it's 10. I don't care what you believe. It's it's nine and a half, right? The measuring stick tells the truth. (laughs) Come on, somebody, right? Look in the mirror. You can you can confess all you. I can confess that I'm blue in the face. I, I, I'm young. I'm vibrant. I got black hair, and I look like a movie star. I look in the mirror. It tells another story, right? Listen, as you get older, try to look in the mirror a little. A little bit. No, no, don't no, Just look at yourself. I looked at myself the other day. I said, "Lord, I ain't what I used to be." Not to pretend. I can do what I used to do because I can't. Man, I can run up that levee 15 times a day when I was young. Not no more. I'll make it one time. I'm all, uh, lucky. <laughs> but the measure stick is not you. I can't go see the Chucky or Freddy back there or or anybody. I said, this is my measuring stick. This is what you need to be. See, I'm the measuring stick. I'm not. Right? Jesus, his word, is the measuring stick. If Jesus says something, then it is. If Jesus says your life needs some correcting, it does. If the Bible says you need to change this and change that, it needs to be. Right? I know it's a little tough this morning, but I'm learning. You're not the only one learning. I'm learning too. If you want to hear his voice, humble yourself. God hears the humble, right? God hears the broken. Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, I stand up here, Father God, knowing that in me there's things that I'm changing every day. But Lord, I thank you that you're doing a work in our lives, in this church, in the people here. That we can understand you are the measuring rod. You are the tape measure. You are the the one that decides. My Lord, I feel that, praise God. What is right, what is holy, and what is just. In us, Father God, let us humble ourselves and turn it to you. That our lives will be examples to others. Lord, bless this congregation, Lord God. Bless this church. Bless the people here this morning. And we'll know that you are are our Lord and Savior.